This is the Potters Podcast. We have a packed show today. We've got the questions. We've got bad news from Boris. We've got a draw. We've got a win where it was like the Alamo trying to defend it. We've got everything this week. It's the run-up to Christmas. We've got a quarter-final where we're going to beat Tottenham. It's a packed week and it's a packed show. We've got a guest as well that's coming on later to talk about a charitable event that I'm going to be a part of as well. I've got an hour slot in it. He'll do more explaining. Not running the marathon next year. Oh, God, I can't do that. <laughs> not, not with my belly. But, uh, right, so we've got a packed show. First off, we've got to talk about Boris destroying and ruining Christmas. No one's having a Christmas anymore. That's it. We're all stuck in. We're all... I've seen someone paint him green and say he was the Grinch. <laughs> I think he's a terrible man. How can he ruin Christmas like this? Santa doesn't know where he can go, where he can't go. Spec call this year. Well, I think uh, there'll be a few people not looking out the window soon if we're going to this tier five thing they're talking about. Well, London have got a tier four, haven't they? Which means it's probably going to be harsh achievement for up north, so we're going to go on a tier eight or something like that. Yeah. Just go high. Yeah. Yeah. You'll, you'll you know, have a budget of food for the weekend. Yeah, wait, basically, the police knock on the door even if you're thinking of going outside. You see a door like a drop. They go, where are you going? <laughs> Did you just think you were going to go outside? <laughs> and going... tier fight, that's banned. Yeah. Were you going to go out to the wheelie bed? You're not allowed. <laughs> you have to ring us, we'll come and put it at the front. What about if you've got COVID? Oh, we've been tested. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just hoping because I've had the message now off the doctor. Yeah, I've had, had the message. I'm, I've got a chance of a vaccine. And to be honest, if I can go back to Stoke, I'll have two. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? We're all missing the football. And uh, uh, these people who say they don't want it, it's ridiculous because we're desperate for it. Well, it's up to them, really, and it's their art if they won't do it all about this, that, and the other. And also, in other news as well, um, the FA have come out about the knee. It's up to somebody if they want to take the knee or they don't, but anyone booing is going to get serious penalties i.e. Colchester and Millwall. Yes, so if you don't take the knee as a player, then you're going to look down on by the other players who do, I suppose, aren't you? Well, I don't think there's a down, pay, a down look to that, but I think there is consequences of it. I mean, Luton have made a stance they're not going to do it. Middlesbrough have come out and said they aren't going to start taking the knee anymore. They're going to, they're going to huddle in unity or something for Black Lives Matter. What if you've got dodgy knees? You can't get back up. Well, I mean, look at what's his name, Evans, that that manager who's managed everywhere. Oh, the big youth. Yeah, I can't remember his first name. So Evans, Steve, Steve Evans, is it? Yeah. yeah, he's not getting back up. He no. was down on one knee. No, it's a long way down for him. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of weight on the back up. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a bit of a weird week this week, really, when it comes down to Stoke. I mean, we've all been hit hard by the Tyrese Campbell. We're looking poor on the pitch when it comes down to creative and attacking play, but. We're getting clean sheets defensively. We're, we're producing the performances. The thing is, there's going to be some fans who are looking at it and thinking, this is terrible to watch, it's not good. And, uh, but you can't, you can't deny Michael O'Neill is having such a tough time of organising this team because of the way injuries are. That we're still going out on a Saturday or a Tuesday and picking up a positive result yeah, it's and crazy. that's part of what tests you as a manager because you see some teams lose four or five players and they crumble and they just go well we can't cope with that well look at Liverpool since they've had their five or six injuries yeah well it's proved that he, he, he can reorganise his squad and do something with it and that's what Michael O'Neill's doing it might not be pleasant watch but you can't be just picking up points and no, he's, he's doing an incredible job yeah. I've got to be honest I think he's the best manager in the league at the moment he, he just he just every time he has a problem he just seems to overcome it in some way and for me I don't it's not going to be pleasant while we haven't got someone as big hitters in but who cares as long as we're winning 
doesn't matter. Well, it doesn't matter. We've got a good result there. I mean, if we can somehow knock out Tottenham as well, he's the manager that'll do it. Let's be honest. He knows he's he got incredible results for Northern Ireland. He knows how to get a squad together and play whatever needs to be played. Because he's not stupid. He's not a stupid no. manager. He knows that... It's like Blackburn. He knows they've got a good forward line. He knows they're a creative team. So he nullified them and put the defence very deep and put the midfield deep behind front of them. Yeah. Snatch a goal if we could. And we did exactly that. Early goal. Diving header from Nick Nick Powell. Alan Shearer took over him for a minute. <laughs> Cracking header. Bottom corner. And there we go. Right. Back now. Yeah, but he knows how to frustrate teams. That's the thing, and that's the thing, yeah. Yeah, and, and and that's that's what you need to do sometimes when you haven't got that creative edge. You've got to try and grind results out. And you see top top managers doing it. Mourinho's done it all his career. Is knowing how to draw grind out results, and we're doing it now in the championship. The thing is, you can't fault the guy. You can't because it's just been one thing after another every week. Yeah, with with injuries. But we have got a little bit of good news this week that uh, Joe Allen is playing in an under-21s game on Monday. Yeah, that's a good... If we can get him back in that midfield, yeah, especially while Clutches is injured. Yeah. Makes a good bringing him in with Johnny McCall and hopefully we start creating more chances. And he must be league. chomping at the bit getting back out there, Joe. It's been so long since he played, yeah. played for Stoke. And this time he won't run around like an headless chicken. He's going to put no. no, I think he. I think he'll see. I think he'll see a different side to Joe when he does come back because he's been waiting for that long. For he's been injured for what back end of last season. Yeah, yeah. So he's been out for months, to be honest. I thought I don't think it's far of a year actually. He's been out. Can't be. I can't remember last time I saw him. So. There we go. But what what's everyone excited about? It's always that time of the week. Christmas time. Quick question time. <laughs> and I'm winning one nil. Whose turn is it for a question? My turn for the question this week. Is it? Yeah. Right. You've got you know, you've got to open I'm winning. I'm winning. You won't get there. I get it, don't you worry. Yeah, come on. Right, I'll break you in gently then. This player yeah. played obviously for Stoke, but Man City, Leicester City, and he's also played in Australia for Brisbane. For Brisbane, Australia. What is? That's what you're having at the beginning, yeah? Bloody hell! Hey, you don't give me much at the beginning. Not <laughs> safe. I think you know who he is. <laughs> You've not got a Scooby, have you? I know exactly who he is. Do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. Right, so with that bombshell, I've got an odd question. But you throw me with Australia. It's time for obviously player ratings, and we'll jump straight in with Joe Bergic. Looking like being the number one. <laughs> he looked completely unfazed by Blackburn. To be honest, he was. He looked determined every time he needed to come out for it. He went out and did his job. I'm, I'm really rating it. I don't know how you're going to take him out of the squad now, really. I don't know, because I mean, look at the clean sheet record he's got. I mean, he's, he's barely conceded a goal. Come back from loan. Yeah, fine. Just put me yeah. in. He just walked, ran in. Now yeah. it's all right. I know I'm 20, but you know. Brilliant. So, yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. I mean, I've got, I've got to be honest, I'm rating that much. I'm going to give him an 8 today. What? An 8? Mm, an 8. I'm going to give him an 8. I was just going to go 7. <laughs> 7? He's so tight. And tight. Oh, it must be that jumpy. Your t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> right, so Jason... Uh, Jason? Jason, Jason Collins? Is, is he? What did he say? <laughs> <laughs> I could do with him, actually. Uh, Nathan Collins. I tell you what, he's looking at him at right back, isn't he? Yeah. Can't see Tommy Smith getting back on that side, especially next season. Especially he's fit anyway, if he's not getting in over Nathan yeah. Collins. Looking real strong. Strong yeah. player for player of the season for me, Nathan Collins. Definitely. Definitely in that top three, really, from from what we've seen. 
just so thinking. solid, no massive. Yeah. Plus, he's, he's quite versatile anyway, because the, the reality is, is, with injuries and stuff, you know, for a fact, you could put him in at centre-half as well, which I think sometimes them sort of players, they're priceless. When you could, when they can play two possessions. Well, I remember Ray Parley, the Romford Palais. I mean, he could move round, couldn't he? Can't <laughs> now. <laughs> no, we can't now. He's knackered now, but one of them. I, I've got to be honest. He limited Blackburn to nothing really. They couldn't break down the left hand side at all. For pace as well, he kept up with a wingy. Can't remember his name. And to be honest, I think he did, he's, he was a great performer. Give him an eye. I was. He did, yeah. did nothing wrong in that can't game. Argue with that. Everything he blocked out of. What are you going to Oh, go down. Because the, the thing they are it, very generous after yeah. seven for Beijing. I just, I just think, like I say, his versatility will pay dividends for those because there's one or two at centre half as well who are sort of getting towards the twilight years, and and, and you just think somebody of his caliber could really pull us out of the mire in some games because of his because he can't drop in at two different positions and. If he changes the formation, I don't think it phases him either. No, he, well, he's played most of his games. Only recently he's coming in at right back, so yeah, and he's it looks like he's improving to that now. Right, so the the man you love to hate, Morgan Fox. I'll be honest with you, he had a fantastic game. Got the cross, that got the opening goal, so got an assist. And I tell you what, Niambi, who was playing the right side for Blackburn, he kept him in his pocket. Yeah, it's like it's like what's it, Fox? Isn't he's like. He's like an unfashionable player that he, you know, when you watch, he does he does things, but he, he, I don't know how to describe it. He, he sort of does things. He does the things that need to be done without overcomplicating things. Well, he that's wasn't sort before, of was he? Before he wasn't, he was. You were getting wide open on the left yeah. side, but that's because I think you were asking him to up and down, up and down, which he hasn't got the legs to. No. But when he plays as an actual left back, I do actually rate him to be honest. Yeah. Very, to be honest, he reminds me a lot of Eric Peters, but he can cross. Which yeah. is which is always a positive thing. I mean, a good left back. Yeah. From, uh, well, I, that's going too far now because everyone's going to go. You said he was crap two weeks ago. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of him. I'll be honest. I'm not a big fan. But when he plays as a deep left back, I think he does look, look good. And when, when when we're on the back foot, which let's face it, Blackburn had a lot of possession today at times, and they came and we sort of let them play and said, "Come on to us," sort of thing. But. And the thing is, when he's got to defend, he's a decent defender. But the, when we're on the front foot and you've got to start bombing forward, that's when he isn't. That's when he struggles. Well, he did today because he put the ball and they got the assist for Powell. Yeah. Great cross as well, to be well, honest. The thing is, we've now said for two games what an improvement he's been. So he's well, just that he is in. back in the side, so he could, yeah. he could be a good player. I'll give him an eight. I'll give him an eight. Just for the cross. Cross. Just the copy cross. now, aren't you, again, cross? Yeah. Right, uh, Harry There's only, there's only 10 numbers I can bet from. <laughs> Normally you go free with him. Free! Terrible. Well, that cross was just blind luck. Should have scored from there. Right, Harry Shooter, I'll tell you what he likes the cold, Harry Shooter. You can tell he's Scottish, can't you? Oh, sorry, Australian. <laughs> he loved a bit of the game with cold, windy, windy night. Windy day downstairs. Yeah, he loved it. And I'll tell you what, he kept Blackbeard out of the danger zone. All the balls in the air, he had it clear. I tell you what, it was a perfect defensive display. Yeah. Against Blackbeard, absolutely perfect. There was, there was not many mistakes in that back line. And that's yeah. what we've been asking for for a long time. And I think it's because these young lads have come in now. Because they're just better than the old players we've got. Yeah. Suitors better than anything we've got at the moment defensively. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of Shawcross when he first came on loan from Man United. Yeah, got there's real similarities there. 
I mean, like I say, was, the elements were up. He, he didn't give a monkeys. He was straight in there. But he'll struggle in Australia. And he's got player roasting weather. Yeah. He's, um, he's dropped in that side like he's been in it five years. Yeah. That's, that's how he feels. That's, that's how comfortable he is on the yeah. ball as well. He tied up everything around the back line as well. He, he was really good today. I'm going to give him a nine. I'll give him a nine. I'll give him a 9.1. Not so you just copied again. Not copying, am I? Put a what, point one on it. You can't put point one on it. It's got to be a flat number. No, no, no. No, you've got to be seeing a ten, nine, or eight. You can't, you can't go halves and lows. <laughs> right, so again nine. Right, copy cats. Right, so James Chesty. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I thought he was the key man in the back line. He looked really solid. He had the pace to move round. And I tell you what, he, he composed himself brilliantly. But one thing you'll have to say. He got boots in the first half for time wasting on free kick. <laughs> it was like the thirty fourth minute. Just wanted to get out. Didn't <laughs> I got boot for that game over. Come on. <laughs> uh, I'll give him. I'm gonna give him an eight. I'm gonna give him a six. You can't give him a six for that display. I can't win with you, can I? Can't copy. Can't give him a score. Oh God's sake! So six for James Chet. That's horrendous. You're gonna get complaints about that. Probably apologise for listening. Right, so moving to the midfield, another on and off display, but this one it was an on. Jordan Cousins, tell you what, tenacious on the ball, yeah. tenacious off it, yeah. running everywhere, screening, tackling, getting in there. His possession side was improved again today compared to last time. I think the game suited him today because it was a tight game, wasn't it? And yeah, it was scrappy it was game. Scrappy, it wasn't great to watch, and that's the sort of player Jordan is. He, he, he likes them physical battles and he likes being in that mid- middle, just clearing up things, and you just think that was his game. That was his sort of game. Horrible, scrappy, crappy game that that he can really get stuck into. If it if it had been an open game, you, you know he can get found out. Yeah. Um. But yeah, definitely in them tight games, Jordan's definitely one look at on the squad list every time. I would. Yeah, he gets an eight from yeah. me. I'll give him an eight. Right, Josh Time and playing in the centre of midfield again. To be honest, this time I thought he looked impressive this time since he's come more centrally. Mm-hmm. I didn't like him on the left last week, as it was obvious than what I said, but this week he played more centrally in the centre midfield role, and I thought we did it right. Disciplined, hard working, and I tell you what, he, he just. I think he, I think he's one of them players that he's very versatile, he's becoming a very useful player. Because he can play on the left, he can play on the right, he can play. He's now showing that he's got the versatility to play in the middle as well. Yeah. I would play him in the middle. Well, I would play him in the middle, but, you know, times are hard at the moment. (laughs) It's either him or, I don't know, young Joseph Davis in the youth academy. You should have kept Dunwoody, couldn't you? Jake Dunwoody. Yeah, he was, I liked Jake Dunwoody. I, I didn't understand why they got rid of him. So yeah. he'd be very useful now, actually. Yeah, he would. And you're in, obviously the one you didn't want to talk about, Jarvis. He's gone. Oh, not Jarvis. You can't even get the Wrexham team from what I've heard of. I don't know how. Well, he must be crap. No, yeah. <laughs> quality was, just so. Yeah, I'll give him a seven for that performance time. I'm going to do six. I didn't like him there. Bloody hell. Right, so now we're moving to Nick Powell. He became Alan Shearer for two minutes, and that's that's all we needed, really. Beautiful got the goal, diving didn't he? Got the goal. Fantastic header, really. Dived in, bang, have that. He needs to start adding more goals to it as well, I think. Well, he does. He does chip away. He does yeah. chip away the odd goal. I think that's his fifth of the season now. Yeah, should be on ten now. 
Bloody hell, it's for Kiss Massey. Yeah, Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Plays in the middle. No, I think he, he played well. You know, he is, there was a bit of flair in him as well, moving the ball around. He looked like yeah, a well, can't. To be honest, I honestly thought once we'd scored, I thought we might have gone and scored a few more at the, at the time. And the thing with Powell, when he has been missing, you do notice that, that lack of creativity for the front line when he's not there. Um, he, he just is that player who can make something happen out of nothing. Sometimes you might not see him do anything for 40 minutes, but then he'll play a certain back pass or a cross. Or... Well, he did, that's what I mean. He is a flash player that, you know, pops up with something magical out of nowhere. Yeah. He's like Fuller, but not as good, isn't he? I think he, the game went away from him when it become a bit of a dog of war, when it becomes scrappy and... Yeah. He couldn't get. He couldn't really get himself. It's not a game off. for attackers. Then. It's not a game for for like creative forward no. players with a bit of trickery because you, you just get knocked off the ball. Just left time. in the cold. To be honest, he, he looked like he got a bit of a knock as well um, towards the end of the game as well because he, he he was holding his knee after about a bit of a rough tackle to be honest because they were kicking him all over the place. Yeah. Especially during the second half, so he, he was struggling. Uh, I'll give him an eight. I thought he played well. Well, it's a bit off. Uh, who won us the game really um, alright then so, he did. <laughs> well, did technically yeah. uh, Jacob Brown now he played on the right this week and I'll be honest with you he, he was shifting again he was putting the graft in he was getting up and down like I say it was a day of it was a dog of war affair he wasn't he couldn't get any creative wing play in but I still expect it from a winger I don't care people can sit there and go well I want him to be you know dog of war which he did well he, he can do the rough stuff Jacob Brown but he needs to be nailed down to a position he's well he's going to be playing on the right isn't he from now on with, with Campbell's injuries that's where Brown will play in his position on the right hand side yeah. and he, he, he wasn't really showing any nifty win play and, and to be honest I expect more from somebody on the right hand side and I don't know if it's because of the performances of time and I'll, I'll give him a six to be honest he, did, he didn't get going at all really no not not in the the position he was playing. Right, Tom Ince on the left hand side. Oh God, I thought he'd left. No, he's still there. Right, out out I think it's the first or second time he's played on the left and uh, on the left sort of lift on the left. And uh, he actually assisted um, Morgan to put the ball in. Nice little shift with his left foot, put it out so he could swing it in. Well, there's another player that needs game time, doesn't he? I don't, I don't think he wants him. I think he's just using him at the moment because there's too just many injuries. Yeah. Just desperate, of course, with McLean being out as well. It, it just makes that going. I'll give him a six. I'll give him, I'm, give, I'm giving him a six just because of that pass to get Morgan away on the left side. Yeah, Nothing else. That's all I'd give it him for. Um, now, Stephen Fletcher was pretty isolated up front. Um, he had a lovely flick to take two defenders out right at the end of the first half, which I remember well. Yeah, but he did. He did perform well at the back in this game because it became a dog of war affair, and we got the goal. And we were trying to defend it, corners and free kicks. He was getting back there and getting stuck in. And he, he became a useful player for that side of for the defending. So I'm going to give him. I'll give him a six as well. I can't give any of the attacking players other than Powell no. anything other than a six. Really, he did all right, but nothing really special. Right. So now we'll just. So now. We'll go to the overall performance. This was a game where we had 31% possession. We had 12 interceptions. We had one offside and two corners. So to win this game is really a bit of a masterstroke, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, so what are we going to give Michael O'Neill? I'm going to give him an eight. An eight? Yeah, he's, 
the thing is, with all the problems we've got at the moment off the pitch and with injuries and stuff, yeah, it won't pretty watch, but you ground that result out and got us three points on the board. So for me, I'll give him an eight. I was going to give him an eight. Because I think, to be honest, for the position we're in, where we can't really attack properly, we've lost as creative man in Tyrese Campbell. To get an early goal like that, his game plan was to a T. Get an early goal yeah, and see out the game. Yeah. And it was perfect. The defence yeah, barely made any mistakes. They frustrated their wingers, stopping and breaking forward. Their attackers were marked out the game by Suter and Chester. Perfect, yeah. really. Probably. Well, it's not perfect, but it's it's not far off no. for a 1-0 win. I think we probably could have got away with uh, getting another goal somewhere there. And probably gone for it a bit more. But like I say, he knows how to get these results in tight games. And I think in the past, we've probably thrown that away. We probably would have gone on the front foot and gone, right, well, we'll go and put them to the sword. And then we'd have slipped up somewhere. And, and the thing is, it's mani- management as well. Because the thing is, we, we, we sort of kept it tight, frustrated them, not over, overdone it and, and got the results. And fans aren't always getting lucky, but for me, them prove that we've got real grit. Yeah, we've got real grit, grit determination. And, and that's what I want to see. I don't, I don't care about how, cause people, I mean, there's a lot of people still complaining on, on social media, but you're always going to get that whatever yeah. happens. You're going, we should be smashing Blackburn. Not not when you've got no players. <laughs> you know, not when you've got to put time in and change on midfield yeah. and put Tom Ince on the left-hand side. Yeah. The fact is, you, you just get what you can get. Yeah. And to get ground-out results, I mean, Wednesday was a good result on Tuesday, whenever we played. Who, who did we play? QPR. QPR, that was a good performance as well. Well, it wasn't. It was not a single shot from either team. Yeah. But it was every player but we're not losing the game <laughs> we're not losing we're getting clean sheets and that's the main thing and I think Michael O'Neill I've got to be honest he's becoming an hero man now yeah. I'm thinking of getting a tattoo of his face on the arm statue it's going to be outside the in 15 years it's going to be a statue of Michael O'Neill outside Stoke God, I can't even get one for Freddie Steele or Tony Wallington <laughs> <laughs> one outside of Boris before there's one outside oh, of the there's never going to be one for the Grinch right so we'll go into the second clue before we introduce the next guest the second clue you ready come on I've got to get 2-0 up come on uh, this player is Australian he's Australian yeah and he's played 23 games for the national side right this player played for Stoke in 1998. 19, what, just one year? Yeah. He played for Leicester and Man City. Yeah. Yeah, give it away now. <laughs> He's a bit of a City legend as well, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, I know that is. Do you know who it is? Yeah, he plays left back. Um, <laughs> uh, so what was he going to say? Well, we've still got a final clue for the listeners, haven't we? So? Yeah, so there's another yeah. clue for the listeners, but it is two now. <laughs> 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 right, so now we'll introduce a guest. He's from the YYY Files. He's doing a big charity event, which is a 24-hour live podcast. I'm giving him some credit for this. Yeah. <laughs> That's mental, I've got to be honest. I think, I think if it was us doing it, when we could actually go the game and there was more going on, and there was more going on at the ground than yeah. everything else... I'd give it a good go because me and you have edited podcasts for three hours before now. Yeah, yeah. We don't but the problem on. is at the moment when we can't go and everything's very vanilla as it is, 
It's hard doing one podcast for an hour most weeks. <laughs> 24 hours. <laughs> we've got lots of news that we've tried to get out of each other all week. <laughs> it takes sometimes a week's news just to get one podcast, so I've got to give it to you. And that's, of course, Ben Rowley, so we'll introduce you now. Ben, welcome. So, hello, Ben. How are you during lockdown? I'm, I'm all right, considering. I think we were just saying that my Christmas hasn't changed an awful lot, but I can imagine... For a lot of people, it has. So uh, I, w- I wish everybody all the best in their very different, maybe unusual, not so happy Christmas. But I hope everybody makes the most of it anyway. I hope everybody does. Yeah, I've, I've, I said to them that it's. It's a tough time, but as long as people can go to the families on Christmas Day, at least they can do that at the end of the day. I know there's going to be a lot of people who are upset about the pubs, but I think there's more to life than pubs at the end of the day. I just wanted to talk to you about how the season's been going on, firstly, and how impressed you've been by these young players that have come through, and how good Michael O'Neill's been doing as Stoke manager. I mean, I, I imagine you've spoken to a few people, and I can only imagine that I'm echoing what they're saying in that, this is remarkable by anybody's standards considering this time last year we were bottom of the league dead set to be relegated and now we're pushing for playoffs possibly more it's unbelievable I mean and the fact that we're doing it with a team that's been sort of bunched together with loads of injuries and as you said with these young unproven players I think Michael O'Neill's done one of the best jobs in English football he has been tremendous in knowing what we need as a football club considering the amount of managers and the, and the prestige of the managers that were here before him and they couldn't fix us the fact that he's come in and known exactly what to do and no one could have predicted this really I think people might have predicted okay we're a good side and in a couple of years maybe we can start thinking about promotion again to be able to do so 12 months later is, uh, is, is almost fairy tale, and the fact that We've got a game against Spurs in the quarterfinal of the Cup as well, considering we've been knocked out the third round every time of asking for the previous three or four years. Who could not love what's going on right now? I know it's crazy at the moment, isn't it? I mean, how do you think he's doing it? We've got we've gone from nothing to a team that could be a Premier League team soon. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to try and compare him to the previous managers that we've had. So Nathan Jones, bless him, I think his ideology was decent, but his execution was so poor. He basically tried to force an ideal scenario on us from the beginning when we were a sinking ship. Gary Lowe actually didn't do that bad with us, really. Uh, we were in and around the playoffs when he got sacked, but <clears throat> he just didn't relate to the fans at all. And sometimes it's better just to keep your trap shut, as I think he's learned following the sacking. Paul Lambert, bless him, um, didn't have the skills to keep us up. It was a really, really poor appointment, having been turned down by three or four managers previous. Mark Hughes lost our identity and lost his way trying to force us into something that wasn't right. I say all those previous managers before us because Michael O'Neill has done the exact opposite. He's looked at what we've got and he's looked at what Stoke City is and he's adapted us to fit that, I think. You know, we, we, we don't... We're not famous for playing attractive football. I know we did so under Mark Hughes for a bit, but we are not a team that typically blows other teams away. We are one that grinds out results and I think that we've been doing that for a long, long time. The amount of clean sheets we've kept, I think it's 23 in the last 46. Like, a clean sheet every other game, considering the amount of goals we were shipping in, it, it, it's unreal. 
he's looked at what we've got. He said, I'm going to play you in your correct positions, which is a, a course helps in terms of the lad's experience. Um, he's made sure that we've got a good blend of youth and experience, you know, because I think you need both. You need the hungry youth players and the experience screwed on um, older players in there, which is certainly what we have at the moment. And then he's just giving the players confidence and going like, look, you know, a lot of you should be Premier League players or you want to be Premier League players in the future, go and prove that. And that's something that I don't think that was our mindset one, two, three years ago. Yeah, it's, it's incredible to turn around. It is. I think there's something special about Michael O'Neill that he's proved at Northern Ireland status. And I think now he's proven it at club standard that he literally knows what he's doing. He knows how to get the best out of the player. He can look at him. And it's like Nathan Collins pointing at right back because he's it's obviously didn't like uh, Tommy Smith and I could I could understand reasons why really he does look a bit suspect and he's just moved a nineteen year old into that position and it, I'll be honest with you Nathan Collins to me looks a very special player he's good with the ball good in the air strong and quick and he's nineteen I, I, I did it on the podcast a few podcasts ago that I'm comparing him to Rio Ferdinand. And I think he could possibly be that good. Just from the early showings and signs that I've seen already, he looks a very special player. But then you've got Harry Suter that reminds me also of a young Ryan Shawcross, the way he's coming to the squad. And speaking of like the Christmas periods, we're in that now, obviously. And like you said, we're, we're playing Tottenham in the quarterfinal League Cup. Can you believe that because Berzik's cup tied, we're playing another young goalkeeper, sixth-choice goalkeeper, Blondie, looks set to go in? And you know what? The, the way churning out these youth players, I wouldn't surprise that if he comes in and has an absolute blinder and we go through it. I'm, I'm dead serious. I, like, don't be wrong, we should get slapped by Spurs. We really should. They're a team at the top of the table in the Premier League. Their squad depth is unreal, you know? And we should, on paper, get thumped. But, again, with the amount of clean sheets we've got, the mix of youth and experience we've got in the team, and the fact that no, not every game, but I think Michael O'Neill is able to sort of come up with a plan of having a cutting edge which is catered to every single team. Sometimes it goes with pace, sometimes it goes with the big lads up top, sometimes it goes wide, sometimes it goes narrow. It's really, really interesting. and I, It'll leave Mourinho second-guessing. I know over the last couple of years we've not done well against Spurs. I think we've conceded four goals basically every time we play them in the last four or five years. But we've done well against Mourinho. And we've seen today against Leicester, they don't look very good at the moment considering their position in the league table. And the way that we're going at the back, unless Spurs are able to find their way through, which not many teams have done against this season, I reckon we could nick a 1-0 win and we'll go through. That's the positivity we want. That's what we're hearing. Early Christmas presents. Because if we beat Tottenham, yeah. I'm happy for Christmas. It doesn't matter if I can't go out for a drink, even though I don't drink anymore. But if I, if I went out, I don't care. <laughs> We'd beat Tottenham in a quarter-final League Cup. You can lock me in the cupboard for the rest of Christmas. <laughs> I'd be well chuffed with that. And if we beat, get this for past the semi-final, I'll be happy for the rest of next year as well. So it's one of them. Uh, but touching yeah. on Christmas and the Chris, uh, Christmas fixtures, I just wanted to ask how you how you normally do it and how badly will it be affected this year with obviously COVID-19? Um, on a personal level for Christmas, I tend to keep mine rather quiet anyway. Um, so on a, on a personal level, nothing much has changed. Luckily, I, I live by myself and I'm able to utilise the support bubble thing, which I think is brilliant for anybody who lives on their own. It's a, it's a lifesaver, literally. I think it, 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 it saves a lot of suicides. 
Um, but more of a football thing, so obviously I would have been going to a few games over Christmas. I'd have been well into the cup game, I'd have been in for every home game. I'm talking about not just Christmas here, I, if I'm being honest, this is the most detached I've been from Stoke City since the start, even though we're doing ever so well. Um, I'm finding it difficult to look forward to games. Hell, I couldn't even tell you who we've got in the league next. I really couldn't. Um, that's not saying that I don't love Stoke City. I really do. But I think there's a certain... I can understand what people say when it's it's not the same when you don't go down and watch a game live. I, like, don't be wrong, there must be lots of people listening to this podcast who exclusively watch Stoke games on TV, people abroad, people far away in the United Kingdom, and fair play to them for sticking with it. Yeah. The, it's having it taken away the fact that I had a season ticket for the last six years or so and the fact that I can't go anymore it's changed my experience certainly for the worse and I do feel slightly more detached but then what's keeping me together I think is us lot as fans you know like on social media podcast I've got and it's people like you and you guys who, who are keeping me through this keeping me going Stoke winning of course helps but it's difficult it's it's Stokes City always used to be a thing that was at the front of my mind. Now, maybe not so much, but hopefully we're able to get back into the stadium, certainly by the start of next season, possibly for a few games of this. Can you imagine that if we went to Wembley for the, for the Carabao Cup final and we aren't about to go, I would be devastated. Oh, God, I'd be absolutely crying. I don't think I'd ever get over it, to be honest, if I wasn't allowed yeah. to go that final. I haven't missed one since I was a child, so... You know, to miss a League Cup because of COVID. I, I, I even said... You'd hope they'd move it to a Tier 2 area or a Tier 1 area, you would hope, just to allow some fans to go. It doesn't have to be at Wembley. In fact, how they shouldn't really be travelling into a Tier 4 area anyway. That's a different argument, I'm sure. But Yeah, yeah, it's, it's one of them where, you, you know, I'd, I'd take free vaccinations if I can go. It's one of, it's one of them. If you have to prove you, you take... I've got a bad free, just let me in. Just let me watch the game. Even if I'm on my own, just, yeah. just let me go watch yeah. it. It's one of them. It'd be a great little Christmas present. Like you say, it's always been, it's good that there is this, because I live on my own as well. I live on my, I'm on my own and I've got a support bubble with me parents and my mates as well who joins in and it is a great thing really because especially at the moment I know where you're coming from when we don't go to the games I, my strange and I can't because it feels like every week's an away day because they only go two or three matches away and it's like but every, now it feels like everything is gone it's sort of like me weekend fun has gone away mm. you know why yeah, and I think that you know for some people in this city, like there's not an awful lot going on in this Stoke on Trent. I appreciate that. Um, it's part of all the reasons why I moved away. And I know that Stoke City, for some, is absolutely everything. Like They hate their jobs, they hate their households, and Stoke City is literally all they have to look forward to every fortnight. And the fact that that's been taken away for some people must be absolutely devastating. And I feel really, really sorry for those people. And the fact that, that non-league at the moment has been taken away for them as well. You know, people like Hanley Town, which kids grow, you can't go and watch these games anymore. That's that's really sad as well. But I've got a newfound respect, as I sort of alluded to earlier, for fans who are remote from Stoke-on-Trent, you know, fans abroad who, who are able to stay tapped and stay interested on Stoke City from, from far away without going to games. And I feel like them, like, looking forward to going to a game, it, it, it really feels special. And we don't have a set date where we can go back. Of course we don't. Um, but I think everybody's going to be looking forward to the day that they can step back and the bad pitch is by 
It will, it will be. It'll be. It's going to be an exciting time. But speaking of exciting times, you've got a marathon coming up soon, and it's not a running one. It's a, no. it's a twenty-four hour live stream, and you've got obviously special guests, which you're like you're gonna to have to cover and tell us about. Are you mad? What made you think of this twenty-four hour straight <laughs> live stream? Yeah, so, I mean, for anybody that's listening and doesn't know, I host a Stoke City podcast to interview who I interview Stoke City fans on. Um, and for Christmas last year, I did a sort of different Christmas special. This year, I thought, hell, I'm going to go for 24 hours and I'm going to do a podcast for charity. So essentially on Twitch, YouTube and Twitter, I'm going to be live streaming a, actually it's a video version, so this might be the first time that people have seen my face uh, <laughs> and other people's faces. So the idea is I... Over the course of the 24 hours, I've got 24 one-hour slots where I'm speaking to different Stoke fans, personalities, staff at the club as well, and I'm really excited. You're one of them, Ian, I know that, and I, I love what I do anyway, just interviewing fans. The fact that I'm able to do 24 in a row straight, yes, it's going to be taxing on my mind, yes, it's going to be taxing on my on my poor MacBook to try and <laughs> watch it. Watch it watch a football game, live stream and do a Zoom call all at the same time. If anybody's got any tips for sort of staying up overnight, then feel free to send them Ian and mine way. But as I say, I, I, I thought, let's do something good and I'm going to do it for charity too. So I'm raising money for the Stoke City Community Trust. I've, I've nearly reached my target actually, so I set a target of £240 just to start target. And we're nearly there actually, and the live stream's not even happening yet. I expected people to be donating during the live stream, the fact that I'm nearly there before that is, is remarkable really um so if anybody's interested basically if you google live but with three y's instead of an i so l y y y v e uh it'll come up it'll be a link to my website it'll be a, uh, a link to twitter and the fundraising page go and get involved please it's uh so it's on the 29th of december starting at 9 a.m finishing at the following 9 a.m on the 30th uh, let's hope, as I say, I and my hardware can keep up. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this, and I hope, it, it, you know, during a dead day over Christmas, because obviously we're not going to be able to go and see our families over this period, or some of us won't be able to anyway. Um, I'm hoping that this is a little bit something to look forward to. We've got a game that day as well. I know we're going to be live streaming the coverage of that. Obviously, we're not going to be live streaming the game. That'll be against the law. But, yeah, that'll be legal. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I've got a couple of people to uh, do a boss along with the game. So yeah, please get involved. And if you can donate, if you can, I appreciate that. So many people are losing money right now, and for them, I say, hey, just get involved with the stream and share it. But if you are able to donate, even if it's two pounds forty for twenty-four hour live stream. I'd, I'd really appreciate it. It's fantastic, fantastic cause as well. And to be honest, that I said, yeah, I'm doing it. I'll be on. I think the eleven o'clock slot. I think we finally agreed on after I think yeah. about an hour texting him. Come on, what slots are free? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you've got yeah. plenty of guests that's, on. Yeah, that's been the hardest thing actually. So just just trying to get. I, I mean, you can think from twelve a.m. to six a.m. Um, but hopefully, as I say, oh, we're 
Oh yes, it'll be good. It will be good, and it'll, the time will fly as well because it will do. It's just concentrating on getting the getting the changeover done. Right, that's that's going to probably be the hardest thing. But other than that, you'll you'll just get will flow because you're speaking to different yeah. people, which is what why it'll help. I mean, have we got any special guests that people know who might want to know who's on it? Because if there's somebody there they like, it might boost your ratings. Because obviously, we'll, if you if you get the link up, I'll share it on my pages. Try to get as much people on it as, as much. Try to get as much money for you as we possibly can. As many likes and follows. So, is there any famous faces that anybody anybody knows? Wow, people may know Steve Hunt, who works for the Stoke City Community Trust. He's coming on. Um, Angela Smith is coming on. Merriman is going to do some live music for us. Uh, Lee Blakeman from BBC Radio Stoke. Your good self, obviously. Harvey SCFC. Um, as I've been saying, a couple of guys from overseas. And just just so many wonderful people that I'm speaking to. A lot that I've spoken to on my podcast before, and there's a couple thrown in there as well that are new faces and I'm really excited to talk to. There's still about six lots to be announced, and I'm hoping, I'm talking to some interesting people, and I do hope that I can get them on. Let's see, because I'm not even sure yet. The list isn't finalised. I'm really unorganised for this. Um, <laughs> But yeah, hopefully that's enough to get you enticed, at least to drop in. I don't expect anybody to watch for 24 hours, I'm not stupid. But yeah, pick your slots and hopefully it'll it'll be an enjoyable day, night, evening, afternoon, or everything for me. Uh, yeah, I hope it's an enjoyable day for everybody. I'll be honest, I'll be on it most of the day, to be honest. I, I will be on for a long time. I'll obviously, as soon as I wake up in the morning, I'll share it. I mean, what time does it start? 9am, so as I say, it's 9am on Tuesday the 29th of December, just following Christmas, and then it finishes 24 hours later on 9am on the 30th of December. Oof. <laughs> All I can say and is... have a big sleep on the 30th. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be good. I think it'll be good. I mean, I'm going to have to pick you up at the... Oh, no, you've got hours after me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you got nine hours after me, I don't think. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. But as you said, I'm looking forward to speaking to so many different people. And as long as I can keep myself organised and keep everything flowing, the guests I've got on are great. I've spoke to a lot before, as I say, and there's some new people on there too. And I've got no doubt that I'm going to really enjoy it, provided, of course, with the coffee, energy drinks, and probably something burning along in the slow cooker while I'm recording. Um but keep you going for the rest of the day. Yeah, it's yeah, it's gonna be one of them. It's gonna be it's gonna be a difficult, I'll be honest, but as long as you enjoy it and everybody gets through and you and you raise the money, it's worth the pain really, isn't it, at the end of the day. Tell everybody about uh, where they can find find out where you're from, you did I can't remember the word. Oh, the social media. Okay. Yeah, that's that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. There we go. We'll go with that. That's the one. Okay. So <laughs> you can find uh, my podcast, The Wild Wild Files, um, either at thewildwildwildfiles dot com. You can find us on social media at the Files. That's T H E Y Y Y F I L E S. And as I say, if you just Google live, that's Y Y Y V E. You should find links to the live stream and the fundraising page there. As I say, it'll be streamed on Twitter. YouTube and Twitch links will be going out from the social media throughout the day. They're on the website now, as is the schedule for the stream, as is linked to the donation page. So yeah, please get involved as you can. And thank you very much for having me on to talk about it, Ian. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's fine. And make sure that everybody who's listening does go over and check them sites. 
and give if you can obviously cause obviously it's a tough time at the moment but tell your friends because there might be people who, who can go on it and can't afford to just drop a bit of money in it's a good cause and I'm glad to have you on and I'm hopefully I'm going to be wide awake and full of excitement to keep you going from 11 <laughs> till 12 I'll be needing a laugh mate I'll tell you because you'll be I think the 14th or 15th person I'll be interviewing so yeah I could do with a laugh mate I could do with you keeping me awake please yeah and I'll, I'll do my best anyway but thanks for that anyway mate you've been a great guest for the show a good cause to be put forward so I'll let you go now mate thanks for that thank you okay everybody have a Merry Christmas and a much better 2021 Let's hope, eh? Thanks for that, Ben. Cheers to that. Right, what a great guest that was. That's unbelievable, that is. I can't believe what he's got to say there. Yeah. That's unbelievable. 24-hour live event. Yeah, it's... Uh, probably will flow, all right. It will flow, it's yeah. like an hour slot, so I think I'm on at 11. Yeah, and everyone, will talk, everyone will talk different, so... Yeah. I was a bit nervous about it, because I forgot asking there, am I going to be... On screen, have I got download Zoom or something? I'm going to like, oh, I'm not about you, eh? I'm gone. <laughs> it's all right, though. It's got, it's got to be more worried about my beard, but <laughs> the thing yeah, is, the race is. <laughs> I don't know, it's crazy. I think so next year we'll have to do something with charity as well. We'll have to do the charity stuff and get something gone for mental illness or something. Yeah. As we both suffer from it, so we'll try to do something for that, try to get as much money as possible. Do you think do you think our listeners could listen to us 24 I'm hours? I'm not doing 24 hours, that's not happening. <laughs> I don't think Ben will do it Oh again, my either. God, they nearly for 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'd struggle after three hours. I haven't got a guest for five hours, what are you talking about? What's the postman getting inside? <laughs> <laughs> Is he a Stoke fan? Ask him come in. <laughs> Yeah, it's an incredible thing he's doing there. I wish he, I wish he hits his target. He makes as much money for the charity as possible. You know where find him. Make sure you look up for him and, and you know obviously donate. So after a week, last week discussing Daniel's story, there's literally been no news about it since. Must love it down Kids Grove. Must love it Kids Grove Athletic. Must I think he just likes the town. He must must like it. Must love the closed leisure centre. Must love in his heart. Yes, yeah, no <laughs> banks or shops really. <laughs> That's those own bargains. I can't see why I'd stay there. But uh, yeah, I don't think so. Grinchester, but Michael O'Neill has said he's got targets in mind. Yeah, well, the thing is, it's coming around quick, isn't it? Because you'll blink and it'll be the first, and you've got to get the ball rolling, haven't you? Mm. I'm hoping there's going to be two or three loans, young lads from the Prem. Yeah. They can come in, maybe somebody replace McLean on the left. Maybe a right, young right winger or something from yeah. the side. I've been wanting to go into the loan market for ages. I, I don't know why we don't do it more. Um, because this old man thing, just it works with a few, but not all of them. Because the thing is, you, you, all right, fair enough, people will probably sit there and say, well, the loan signing comes in, then they've got to go back at the end. But... We've bought players for big money in the past and they've not worked and you can't get rid of them. Sam Lokes is yeah. the latest one. Exactly. And, and at our level now, sometimes you'd more prefer us to be going up the table and losing that player at the end of the season than just sitting in mid-table mediocrity with a load of old players that we can't shift. Because I heard that today on another podcast about Arsenal saying... It's all well and good saying we need new players, but no one wants to buy the players we've got. Which is the same as what happens. It's the Basically, same thing they're, they're the Premier League version of Stoke, really. Yeah. They've got a squad full of old crap that they can't get rid of. Oh, shift. And 
by the time they can shift them, they, they, don't, they could yeah. be playing Stoke in the Championship next season. Yeah. You don't know. Well, it's embarrassing for them. I really it? hope. I'm, I'm really praying Arsenal go down. I just, I just hate them. I really do. And somebody said this to me a while ago about Arsenal. Just quickly go on Arsenal for a couple of minutes. Somebody said to me, "Who's, who's the team? Who's your rival?" And I've not really got any beef with West Brom or Wolves because I just and haven't. I get the West Brom thing because it's not. <laughs> Not that close. Well, it's, I, I don't get the local thing as well because the teams I hate, I don't really hate Wolves. I don't really hate Vale because we never play them. Did when I was a kid, but not really since. I don't really hate anyone nearby. You know, I haven't just except Derby. I, I do hate Derby, but Burton. I don't sit there and go, I hope Burton go down. I couldn't give a monkey. He's one of them. And half the time, people go to me, well, you must hate Villa and Birmingham. No, actually, we do well. Midlands Club, aren't you? Have any of them even drove there? It's not that close. I mean, I've been working down by West Brom's ground. And this is not a rivalry. No, it's not so much a rivalry. It's just that I've got no feelings towards them. When someone says to me, do you hate walls? Not, I don't really give a monkey. Is it? Oh. I hate them if it's playing them. But other than that, there's, there's no... It must be like an 80s thing and a 70s thing that's gone through. But if somebody says to me, which team do you hate the most? It's Arsenal. I can't stand yeah. Arsenal. Everything about them, I hate yeah. them. Yeah. And, it's, and Man United, Liverpool, I, I don't want... I don't... No. Sunderland, people go to me, why? I just, just don't like them. Just Mickey I just Mouse. don't like the way they're going wrong. Just but... Mickey Mouse Club, to mm. be honest. But you know, like, it just frustrates me when you look at Arsenal. Arsenal have got this side full of so-called top-class players, and they're not. And it's yeah. like you watch sit there watching those idiots on Arsenal fan TV banging on about this, banging on about that. We should be up in the top four and all this lot. It reminds me of us last year and the year before, where it's like we should go straight up from this division. We've got the players, we've got yeah. this, we've got that, and you find out no, we haven't. No. And it's taken three years of shifting the crap. To Each league has its own challenges where certain players won't live up to that. So when you look at it on loans, we obviously aren't going to get players on loan from Arsenal, but have you got? is there any players out there that you'd like to see come Stoke on loan from the Premier League? I mean, you've only got to look at Man City's academy, haven't you, really, for, for now that there's one or two that maybe can't get in. Well, we have been linked to Liam Delap, obviously. Yeah. Um, there's talk that we could even get him permanently at the end of the season because he wants because his dad wants him obviously at Stoke Man's first team football and he wants to get his career well he has made one appearance this season so far for Man City and you've got to think he's only 17 so getting him on loan he might be a little bit too early to get him on loan yeah. but because he's tall he could be that good replacement for Stephen Fletcher when he gets a knock or something he could come in yeah I don't know. There's a few. There's a few players. I would like to see Liam reunite with Rory because I think it would give him a boost that he knows he's got somebody there. It's like it's like Brian Clough when Nigel played for him at Forest. Seemed to get the best out of him. Yeah, yeah. Um, some people have have that. They'll go somewhere else and it really doesn't work, and they can go back to a club and it's like they've never left. I mean, it is strange that some players are like that, but at the same time. If you just don't fit somewhere, you don't fit. All the problem is we've had six or seven that have come here. Yeah, we've had a lot, yeah. And the thing is with a loan, though, if they don't work out, you, you always send them back. It's like uh, players like John Guadetti and Van Jinkel, where yeah. we've cut the cut the loans short because we, we, we just desperate get rid of especially Guadetti. He was crap. Yeah. Van Jinkel wasn't too bad towards the end. No, he was crap, 100 quads. That's why he's, he's had eight loan spells at PSV. 
still alone there now. <laughs> Just leave and get your career going, <laughs> Christ's sake. But uh, yeah, I think we've got to take advantage of the loan market. I mean, if we've got a bit of money spent, we might as well do. I still do, I still think we need a right back. I think that's got to be a priority now. I think we need a replacement for Campbell. I think we need a replacement for Vokes and Gregory. So hopefully we can shift Gregory this window, actually, because his contract's near enough up. So I think if somebody came in and said, we'll have him on loan to the end of the season and I'll have him on a free transfer, I'd go, yeah, fair enough. I'd take that. So, yeah. Right, so let's let's unveil me going 2-0 in the lead on question time. Oh, no. Right, so go on, get your final clue final in so clue. everyone can go forward. I think most people will know what it is. I don't think they will. It's just that I'm an encyclopedia when it comes down to Stoke. So, he made 15 appearances for Stoke. He scored one goal and he made over 390 appearances in his career. Yeah. Most of them for Man City. Yeah, most of them for Man City. And he played at left back. Are you going to tell me who it is? No, I'm not going to tell you yet because I'm going to give people a bit more guessing time. So, <laughs> we're going to, first off, we're going to talk about the women for a bit because we haven't talked about them for a while. Obviously, they're still not playing. Not a lot of things have happened. So, just wanted to make sure we mentioned them because obviously people need to know about the women. It's a shame. I mean, I presume they're still training, aren't they? In some capacity. Yeah, they're still training, they're, they're still preparing. Um, there's not been a lot of news that's come out recently about it, to be honest. I, mean, I don't understand why they're not allowed to play. I know we've got to drop into tier two and one, whatever it is, to play, but why? if the men can play, why can't the women? Yeah. That's what I don't understand. Why can the WSL play, but the lower leagues of English football can't, the women's league? It's a strange one, really, because... The thing is, you can't be good for any of the any of the players from any of the teams for not not play for that length of time because they never went back, did they? So from the from March, they've not played a competitive fixture, no. which is crazy, really. I mean, they probably have been playing against the reserves and stuff, but no, I think he did kick back in, but then he waited briefly. But then he, and then he, he yeah. second lockdown, it finished it off. But it is a frustration. It must be horrendous for the girls who want to get back in. I mean, Kelsey, who works at my place, I'm still trying to fucking see you so I can get her on the podcast, talk about it. I can't, can't you? I've got a quarter to ten, aren't I? Plus now it's too late. So, because I'm, you know, finished. But, yeah, it's it's just a shame and I just wanted to give him a mention because we haven't talked about him for a while. Right, so now we can unveil it. Come on, then. Danny Tiato. Hey. 2-0, come on. I'm going to walk this on to 18 0 It's going to be embarrassing. I've got to find an order question in two weeks. Aren't well, I just like that he had the, the confidence to sit there and go, you'll never get this. You'll <laughs> never guess this play. You've got no chance. Well, I did. Man City Ledge. Man City Ledge, Danny Tiato. I came on loan, I think, from Leicester, from what I remember. Then went on to play for Leicester and joined City yeah. when they were struggling. Came from Australia, I think. To Stoke Conway, Baden or somebody. Never heard of Baden. It's probably somewhere down south. That massive pub. That massive club from wherever it is. Right, you know where we are. We're on all podcast platforms, all of them. We're going to soon be on Amazon as well, let you know that. Make sure you join the Potters group on Facebook and have your say. There's nearly 800 members on that now, rising. So get yourself on. We're on. Make sure you also like the Potters podcast on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter to have all you could say about Stoke. We are the best now. So. <laughs> we are the best, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for listening. Ta-ra. Ta-ra. All the best.